like scary movies. Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Think of the children. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Oh, oh somebody please think of the children! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Someone's out to make a scene. You know, cash in on all the movie murder hoopla. So it's our job to observe the rules of the scene. Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. More blood, more gore. Carnage, candy. Your core audience just expects it. And number three, if you want your sequel to become a franchise, never, ever... I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Stop All right. ruining my ending! <gasps> Welcome, everyone, to a requel? A sequel boot? What What are the kids calling it these days? The a Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye? Yeah, a requel. Uh, yeah. Scream 5 on Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, the movie podcast where we talk about movie franchises and what they mean. And it's me, Andy Wilson. It's you, Brookheim. It's <laughs> you, Kit. And it's you, JB. And returning champ Melissa is not here on vacation. Uh, congratulations on taking a vacation. We salute you. Yeah. Um, let's cruise let's... away from here. And you don't know Bob Dylan. I no. What is oh, it's, a, we are it's in? a especially traumatic moment for Kit and I when we were in that theater watching duets with Davey. And he proceeded to unscrew three quarters of the seat in front of us with a credit card. Oh, we I remember so you mad that. about that and then, movie. And then play that song when I was in the shower for like six solid months. Six months. <laughs> anyway, welcome Baby, back. To let's the... cruise. Scream anyway, five, yeah. the duet. Scream five. Wow. What? Okay. I love this movie. Um, thank you, bro, for having us watch it. Okay. I thought you were saying thank you for putting on clothes. You're, you're no. welcome for watching the movie. That's fine. No, no, no. The opposite. <laughs> thank, thank you for not no wearing. pants. This is the recipe. We already talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yep. Pants. No pants. No pants island. Uh, but thank you for having us watch this. This yeah. was a delight. I enjoyed this so much. Was it a JB? Was it a first watch for you too? Nope. I, okay. I've so seen... first watch for them. The next one is the only one I haven't seen. So, but this one. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's the Jenna Ortega, you know, because I think once she came out in the Wednesday, everybody kind of watched her catalog. And you forget it's her in so many ways because how grown up she's gotten grown up. But yeah, um, yeah she's great in this. Like, mm-hmm. she's so fun in this, too. But so, yeah, I just, and she has, she has the. Well, one of the best lines in the movie. Yes. yes. The, the like, I still like the Baba Duke, but I'm like, <laughs> what a okay. First of all, what a great way to subvert the beginning because in when she's in that opening scene, and I'm like, wait a minute, she lives because I know she's in the next movie. Yep. So it's like, it's like okay. 
I still know she's going to get attacked and that's where this is going. Um, but then you Isn't also think, great, Oh though? yeah, it's, it's a really great way to subvert it. Do the kill. Well, in this one, there's a lot of kill scenes that don't do the kill. It seems yep. like yeah. stabbing is much less lethal 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. What happened to knives? Like, thanks a lot, Wustoff, which, by the way, open for sponsorship. Um, but <laughs> yeah, everybody went down to like a T-fall instead of a Wustoff, I think, Kit. That's the problem. I mean, the fact that like there. half the cast is just sitting in ambulances with like fucking Band-Aids on like waving at each other i was like you know what people were dying like from three stab wounds in the previous movies and you get like seven or eight okay stab no wounds. but hold hold on though that's not exactly fair they fucking gutted drew barrymore like she did yeah, not die did. from three stab like they were fucking brutal kills no, in yeah, those it, like, first drew, few movies drew barrymore and dewey man they, yeah. they were like yeah, oh dewey you're not getting it. up from that i was really i was really upset about that initially I think that um, I think that it kind of goes into why Scream Four is such a less superior movie. Talk about the, that. The kills Just, weren't yeah. super yeah. great in that movie. They were okay. Like, I, before we started recording, JB, I said that this movie makes me not like Scream Four. Yeah. Yep. I liked Scream Four until I rewatched this one. And then I was like, okay, now I understand why. Because last week I was like, I don't understand why everyone hates on this movie. It's a good movie. It's a good scary movie. It's not a scream. But but now no. I get it. Like you, you get back to this one and you're like, oh, fuck, I remember. It's like it's like when you've been dating that guy for like too long and you forget that there's better things out there. And so then you go and start dating someone new and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have dated that guy for so long. Yeah, I think I think when we ask ourselves like, is this a good movie? And as we we're like, it was okay, it was adequate. Like, maybe we need to have a higher standard. <laughs> <laughs> it should, it should be the response for any Scream movie, right? Scream is fucking phenomenal, or yeah. it should be. Well, and it's it, you you raise a good point, kid, which is your the traditional trope of horror garbage, right? I mean, you'd still take Scream Four over. Uh, I mean, every Halloween. Oh, what did I see on the on Andy Thanksgiving, the horror movie <laughs> Thanksgiving, where they put someone in an oven and bake them like Brooke a turkey? I'm like, so excited for that movie. That movie looks I'd rather insane. watch Scream Four a hundred times than see the preview for that. So I think you're right, Kit. Where we probably have a, you know, we're comparing. Scream Four would have been good if it had been the last one, I think. But I think you're right. I, I think you're both right. Scream Five really is sort of what it should have been, uh, and I'm glad we got this one, um, even though it is a little slow. I agree, Brooke. There are a couple parts I was, I was like, let's let's move. Why it along. does it take so, so fucking great. long to yeah. get anywhere? Yeah, that, it yeah. went from the really afternoon crazy. to like ten o'clock at night by yeah. the time they got to the fucking hospital. I was hoping Attenborough was um, doing like an, a voiceover with how long it was taking, like <laughs> some kind of planet <laughs> Earth evolution part. And then the ambulance turns into like, oh, okay, here we go. But yeah, it does. It weirdly takes forever to do stuff in this one. Even the beginning was a little. I mean, it's a 16-minute kill scene kill at the scene. beginning, you know? Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, I, I like what you're doing, but can we do it in 10, 12? Like, I think that's when you kind of know that they're changing the script a little yeah, and that she's more of an important... 
I but one of my very like first holes in the movie is in that beginning scene, right? Like how oh maybe I just Yeah, this movie's got some holes. Like yeah. how is he showing her a live recording of Amber if Amber's one of the killings and he's at her door? Right? Who's holding that knife up in front of Amber if he's over in another fucking house? Yeah. I think I think that was pre-recorded. For... It, it must have been pre-recorded. They used the timestamp. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know what? That's that's some that's some shitty movie crappiness. But it's like for me that beginning se- sequence, because it was so drawn out, there was part of me that was like, I know this is gonna turn violent, but now I'm scared because it seems so charming and everybody's oh, so affable, and you're like wondering what fucking group her mom goes to. And, you know, uh, yeah. and just like, it, it's like, okay, maybe like, how are they going to get to that? Are they going to kill Amber? And so like, for me, it put me on the edge of my seat more Interesting. by the end, because I was like, I was yeah. like expecting it to get violent in the first like three to five minutes. And so the fact that they kept me waiting, I'm like, maybe Jenna Ortega doesn't get it in this scene, that, but it doesn't make any sense. Why? She's yeah. making soup like other people made popcorn. It'll, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what what month is this? Why is she making soup? Is it July? What are we doing here? Right, is it a cold July. soup? Gazpacho. It's a gazpacho. <laughs> I do like, though, that they did everything. They went back to the formula, right? They didn't follow mm-hmm. all the same rules, but they went back to the formula of calling out the, the tropes and of making you question everything. Like the fact that Richie is there with her in the opening scene keeps you like, it has to be him, but he was, he wasn't even fucking there and hasn't, he wasn't so there. Like, yeah. hasn't seen the movies and these different things. You're like, mm, this is all too convenient. This is all too, but also, they just did it so well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was, uh, okay. So I have a question is when did everybody start suspecting Jack Quaid? When I saw his face in the, in the like people in yeah. this movie, I was yeah. like, Jack Quaid's going to be the bad guy. And so I was actually getting like a little bit downhearted that I was wrong. Cause I was like, right. But it's like, who are you going to, I was like, you cover, yeah, you hire Jack Quaid so you can cover him in blood. Yeah. And I was like, either he's going to die in a really, really theatrical way mm-hmm. or he's the bad guy. Or and both. I was, yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, maybe, maybe there's two again. Cause it yeah. seems like there's two pretty frequently in screams. So there's yeah. always two killers. So it I was, a, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, head. For me, it was as, yeah. As soon as he's like, I've never seen the movies. I'm like, Hmm. That's suspicious. And then like 10 minutes later, he suddenly has lots of opinions about the, and I'm like, Oh no, he's lying. He is totally in on it. And I'm like, the fact that he survived act one uh, means like there, he's gotta be the killer. Cause I sent everyone in the chat. I'm like, Oh, Jack Quaid, he's dead. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh wait, no, he's the killer. So it's, we were talking about this earlier, Brooke, and it's, I have two chances, but I want to bring this one up first. It reminds me of, it would be kind of like the Jack Quaid going, I've lived in Provo for 40 years. I've never heard of Saturday's Warrior. 
or the living <laughs> scriptures. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. no way you would believe that person. You'd be like, I've never seen Johnny Lingo, but I know exactly what. And I'm sure there's cities that have those pockets of, you know, culture and, and everything. Um, so that's where I was like, yeah, there's no way this dude hasn't heard of these movies because, you know, everybody knows what that is. Um, my question, I think Brooke in particular. So when I was watching this, I was thinking of the Candyman remake. And I was like, what are the parallels between why this movie worked because they went back to the formula and why Candyman did or didn't work because of, because I think Andy, there were a couple parts that we talked about in the mm. new Candyman where they went right back to the formula, right? Like the sociocultural aspect and the political aspect. And I think all of us really liked those parts in the new Candyman, yeah. but not so much some yep. of the other stuff. So I was going to ask all of you and, and maybe Brooke, if you want to start, what's the parallel in scream five to scream one that you liked compared to, Maybe Candyman to Candyman. Sure. So I think the thing that really sets it higher than four, right? Four was just like, oh, I'm just going to make another scary movie. Like you said, great scary movie, better than 90% of them out there. But that's not what Scream was about. And in this movie, like going back to the prequels, bringing in, or the requels, excuse me, making it a requel and, um, the prequels out of this i know right i don't know (laughs) i'm with you call it whatever um but going back to the legacy characters bringing them into it like having that tie be there that makes the killing make sense gives it like actual reason um casting doubt on every fucking person including the people being attacked like brilliant Mm -hmm. fucking brilliant like let's talk about why horror movies do and don't work and let's fucking do it better and let's make it funny and endearing and like this one notably not as funny but jesus christ did they bring the emotion out right like like where we had humor in those other ones we had like real fucking emotional ties like when we see um sheriff judy get killed and dewey get killed and her son get killed and like stakes fucking like way higher yeah yeah you see sid with her kids and she's like i'm sydney fucking prescott of course i have a gun right like like there's so much that's just done so goddamn right ending in the house like the stumacher's house like god damn it they did this one well they did everything well and they stuck to what worked while making it new right my problem with the Candyman, the new remake of the Candyman, is the like you said the parts that they did well the tribute parts that they did well with the new spin brilliant where it got weird is when they went so goddamn fucking artsy like it was get out or nope right leave Mm -hmm. those movies where they belong brilliant beautiful fucking amazing films that is not Candyman. Candyman <laughs> is a horror film that is meant to be a traditional classic horror film with these social impact themes below it that bring our attention to the worst parts of ourselves and right. make us question if we would be the killer and who is the right killer and who is the bad guy. That's what makes yeah. Candyman work so goddamn well. And in the remake, they started doing that, but then they like try to go into this weird artsy you don't know what's happening around you and it's all like orange it's just like the whole movie just turns orange for a while and you're like i don't know what the fuck is happening here and the slowness in that movie was like 
mind numbing. And, and that's where it kind of went off the rails for me. And the rest of it really, really worked. And it was like, I really appreciate their film making and their other films for what they are. Like it's the most brilliant shit we've seen in a really long time, but that's not Candyman. Yeah. And so that was the, for me, that's, that's what worked and what didn't. Yeah. And I think on this movie, they didn't make it art. They didn't try to, and they even called it out for that. Right. They didn't try to make it something new. They didn't try to, to make it something different. They reinvented what the fan, like I'm stuck in fucking fan fiction. Yes. That is what makes it work. Right. Like, Mm It was it was good. I think they did everything right, except for the big major plot holes, like fucking Jenna Ortega is a tiny, tiny human. How is she so goddamn giant every time she's wearing the fucking killer suit? Like that, I gotta get over that. I can't stunt, get over stunt it. people. <laughs> not oh, Jenna. Yeah. Excuse me, not Jenna Ortega. Not... Um, uh, Amber. Uh, Amber. Amber. What's her name? That was yeah, a... Amber. Oh, Amber. she's got those hot topic platform yeah. boots. Yeah, but she's still a tiny well, human. You can break her in half by blowing on her wrong. Like, yeah. there's no way she kills Dewey. There's no. This is my biggest problem with the in the entire fucking movie. I'll go, I'll let you answer the question. There's no way that tiny human kills fucking Dewey. All right, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it had to be Ray Park, right, Andy? That's the only. <laughs> Shout out to our Patreon episode about. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's so many. There's a lot of those. I mean, a lot of the kills, I think, in this one don't make a lot of logical sense. I think what I like, I mean, and and, uh, Andy and Kid, I'd like your take on the the Candyman piece, too. I think both of them, I tried to increase the stakes emotionally, and I think only Scream 5 pulled it off. Like, that's what Scream 5 did better than Scream. The other Screams is they were like, you don't know what. Who's going to go? Whereas Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, we all walked into it going, yeah, Nev Campbell's going to live. Arquette's going to live. It's not a three-picture deal. You know what I mean? And this one, it was kind of like, no. And I I think think the only surprise in horror was when Randy died. Like, that was like, oh, no. You just took out the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, and I think to your point, Brooke, Candyman tried to go for that, but I don't think we were as invested in characters and which is the nature again candy you can't you can't be tied into characters when you don't have a track record with them whereas scream you have all these characters with track records so you know you have a lot more emotional stake um i mean you know andy kit same same question to you to you two what do you think worked didn't work comparatively because i mean those are those are interesting parallels because they did try to around the same time, tried to do the same thing, right? Like bring back vintage without messing up the formula too much. Not that you could mess up Farewell to the Flesh. What a movie. (laughs) I mean, but Scream had sequels that we loved. So the emotional stakes were higher. Yeah. So, Kit, I have a long rant here. You can go first or... I, I'm going to go yourself. first because I've never yeah. seen the Candyman films because they look too oh, scary. And okay. now I'm going to have to go watch them oh, and the Babadook, so and I'm going to blame you. Just um, start with one and then skip to the last one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, but I think what worked in this movie was what were those Easter eggs and callbacks to that first movie? Like having Randy's niece 
be the be like who she was so freaking smart so like i really think a lot of comedy came from her like that scene in the basement where she's like you just failed the first rule of scary movies and then amber was like but i'm the killer and she's like no because i'm the killer and then when she's yelling at the tv like turn around turn around oh shit Mm -hmm. like those that callback to randy i don't know why it really kind of shook me a little bit but it really i think brought that charm from scream one and scream two back where you have the rules and like between dewey and her you had a the like the okay these are the rules of the movie and i was waiting for them um so i thought that really really worked all right andy your rant yeah i like those yeah okay so again taking it back to the comparison to Candyman. The the thing about this is Scream 5 felt like it really nailed being about something in the same way that the first Scream was. Yes, it was meta and it was clever in the way that it made itself aware of everything. But none of the other films up to this point have ever been able to actually like say something about media in, in kind of the same way this does in the fact that it centers toxic fandom in as, as the villain that this is saying that when we get so far up inside our own asses about these movies that everything has to be a certain way or we start becoming violent then we're all taking it way too goddamn seriously and that's the whole thing and the fact that um jack quaid is like just a the quintessential asshole in the same way that billy and Stu were for the 90s it's like oh okay yeah he's that guy who is on reddit and 4chan all the time and who's like this is why who who not only is watching those videos on youtube about how the last jedi is the worst movie ever and ruined his childhood he's making those movies or he's making those videos and the specific ways the very very specific ways this movie goes out of its way to poke the eyes of the people who hated the last jedi the fact that they the movie that they hated was stab 8 which is the eighth Star Wars movie. And they point out that it was made by the Knives Out guy, a.k.a. Ryan Johnson. Like, uh, and so, like, they're, they're just falling all over themselves to, like, defend it without actually putting up a defense of it, which I think is brilliant. The other thing that I think this movie does really well is it points out the problem of there that there is actually a problematic element of when studios are trying to 
maybe shove social commentary in where it doesn't belong, where it does feel forced, and people do get mad about that. Um, this movie delivers its social commentary with not a lot of subtlety, but does it by doing it rather than pointing out the stab movies were all really, really white. What does this film do? The majority of the new cast is incredibly diverse and they just do it by doing it. And nobody has to say, we're the, we're the Latinas. We're the African-Americans. I'm the Asian. I'm the white guy. Nobody has to talk about that. They just do it. It's natural. And they say, this is what America looks like. This is who this generation is. And they're unapologetic about it. They don't need, they don't feel the need to put a button on it. And, and then who, who's the bad guy at the end? The, the over-obsessed white guy nerd who thinks that he alone gets to decide what is and isn't part of the franchise. So they said all that without actually saying it. And I think that's really brilliant. Um, Candyman tried to put a button on it a little bit too much. Tried to sometime like, Hey, we're saying something about art by doing this whole thing about art. And it's like, Nia DaCosta, I love you. I love you very much. But you're getting away from from what this is a little bit too much. So I get it. I get what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. But we can we can do this without that. And I just I appreciate so much what the scream writers were able to do here. Um, Shout out to James Vanderbilt, the writer of uh, these scream movies, who is also the writer of a movie I have rewatched recently one of my favorite horror movies zodiac yes um yes indeed that movie is so good and so frustrating and but it's built like a whodunit horror movie and it's really obvious that like vanderbilt's screenwriting talents are well served here and they had something to say they said it and it, I just, I love it. Sorry, that is my incredibly long rant about why this movie fucking rules. Well, it, you, yeah. it, you brought up some of the points that I really wanted to <clears throat> touch back on, and that, it, like last night, I was driving home um, from the open mic, and I was listening to NPR, and Gabby Rivera was on there talking about um, all of the work that she's done, and I thought it was such a beautiful conversation to be listening to um, before recording about this episode because like the amount of toxicity and doxing and the things that she has lived through and the way that she was genuinely afraid for her life and where she was going to be and the fact that she like has just like listening to her talk about anchoring into who her fan base is and only having conversations with and giving love to people who she's creating for and staying out of all these other zones. Like it was really beautiful, beautiful and brilliant. 
and she's still only able to do it so much when people show up to these comic cons on different things to talk about america chavez and uh, she has a new book coming up called bb free which the this new comic sounds amazing it's about um this plague on that goes through and kills people throughout the world but the, it's a plague against greediness so anyone who is greedy dies so like the one percent dies first and it like keeps like narrowing down society to just like the most pure people that are left it sounds amazing it. and this like teenage girl who like decides to, to is the hero of the book and anything but um i was listening to her talk about it and it's like this movie really did such a good job of calling out these toxic fandoms and making a point like so you're saying the movies made you did it like when they're when they're talking with amber at the very end scene like uh, uh gail and sydney right and the, and these two older women are like oh fuck off like you're really gonna play that same trope and she and then amber twists it right like no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying my generation's different that our toxicity is different and this is the point of what i'm saying and it, it's the movie but it doesn't have to say that right it just does it it just fucking does right it, just like you said exactly so well done and it's, it's what they did in the first one they started to do it in the second one they we all know they lost it in the third one the third one was brilliant just because it was so fucking funny and the fourth mm -hmm. one is just like right back to the problem of just being a horror movie and then you get to this one and it just it's brilliant again it's really brilliant and and I, they did that with every part, just like you said, Andy, with the cast, the way that they casted everyone. I really loved, though, like even in the, the poster, right? Like you have the original white cast, right? Yeah. They are the legacy and they are dying and they are being taken out and replaced with this younger generation. And you you get these few moments where you just like it's so obvious the whiteness of this legacy cast against what is now America and I I know they couldn't have planned that but they sure shone a light on it in a really brilliant way that I liked a lot yeah I liked that I, I like that too I don't know if we're ready to move on to some of the other things that I have problems with but um bringing billy loomis into it necessary right like i thought they did that really well they did and that I really was... well but making the byproduct of a sociopath have to be a sociopath like or or a person of like unwanted pregnancy having to be this negative thing like anyone who is the byproduct of a rape or these different like i did not like that I yeah. don't know how we get around that and keep this movie. Like, I'm glad it wasn't rape. I'm glad that it wasn't mm -hmm. like, like that they chose not to do that. I, I liked the introduction of Billy. And even in the last scene, like it's, it's my favorite kill when she kills Richie. Um, but then to have her walk by like the window and see Billy over her shoulder still like, yeah. God, they did it in a way that, like, you, I want to like it, but I just don't. Well, and I, I want to talk about I wanted about Kit's this. thoughts on this. I, yeah. I want to talk about this for a second, because I agree that it, like, visually was brilliant. I think it really amps up and shows 
that when you have a mental illness, it's so much easier for people to gaslight you and like make you feel like what you're thinking isn't real because you're so used to living with thoughts that aren't reasonable. And even when you're on your medication, it's like she obviously was like meds compliant and she had done the work. Um, but still having those moments because like even when you've done all the work and you have like you t your meds compliant, sometimes you still have like symptoms. Like I still have intrusive thoughts and anxiety and all the, you know all those other things that come with you know being neurodivergent. But I think it was it was interesting to have that interplay between her and and Billy about her identity and how that changed and how that kind of broke her when she was 13 because she had such a dramatic character change and she went from being a you know a normal i'm quoting unquoting um kid to being this you know kind of reprobate that the sheriff is like get the fuck out of my town it's like wow she must have been a very difficult teenager <laughs> Um, and so I, I kind of, I did have some thoughts about like, I was like, man, she just, and, and they're not directly gaslighting her and she's kind of like gaslighting herself. She just doesn't trust her own judgment because of this. And it, it made me kind of sad, but it also was like, this is such you know, especially when the end where I was thinking about Melissa, where she's like, am I going to be okay? And Sydney's like, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a long time or it's just going to take time. And I was, I was waiting yeah. for her to say, and a fuck ton of therapy. Um, yeah. Isn't she already in therapy though? That's why I was like, how yeah. much more therapy, right? <laughs> but I, I would, I would have, I would have paid extra money for just those extra words. <laughs> I, I think Studio you bring no. a really interesting more therapy. <laughs> more therapy. I think you bring up a really interesting point, Kit, and maybe um maybe why it didn't sit well with me is because I'm neurodivergent and it made me question those things. Oh. Like my it like it brought very real feelings up for me about my experiences and the gaslighting part, and maybe they just did it really fucking brilliantly and I need to applaud them for it. Um I think you're allowed to feel how you feel, girl. So. But but it like it it just brought up feelings, right? So maybe yeah. I they did exactly what the world needs to see is that even when you are med compliant, even when you are doing the work, like shit comes up, but you still have a right to trust yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just did it really fucking well. And uh, wow, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. These fucking movies, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing that I do want to applaud them for, though, is the the way that they brought Billy back. When I saw that Skeet Ulrich was in this movie, I'm like, oh no, it's gonna be like some like it's a zombie movie. Really, he didn't really <laughs> die, or so many flashbacks. he had a he had a twin that no one knew about. That oh. or... I was hoping CGI. I was hoping or it was, was it a really him. I think it I was, was really like him. Harrison really him. Ford, where they they he probably has really good skincare, 
but there was probably a little bit of CGI like around the eyes and the mouth. There you go. Definitely oh, some. Yeah, I thought it was Steve Ulrich from Universe 1041. <laughs> Andy, that's what I thought they were going to do was Avengers Ulrich or something. Like I thought it oh. was the best CGI I had ever seen because I saw the picture of him with like that Brooks Bird got with him from Comic Con or Fan X this year. He, I didn't recognize him. I couldn't no. recognize. I was like, who is that? And he was like, are you kidding? And I was like, he, oh. He looks like Robert yeah. Ulrich. Yeah. All right. I'm going uh, to Google this and I can revise my statement. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I cut Andy least, off. I'm sorry. No, but at least it wasn't like somehow Palpatine returned. And we're just like, oh, fuck that. Come on. Like, it's like, oh, no, he's. He's a figment of her imagination. He's a manifestation of her mental illness, but also this, he is like almost a literal ghost. Yeah. Um, just haunting this poor woman. And, um, you know, it, am, am I going to turn out like this? Am I, is this my destiny? And um, she's like, nope, that's not, I'm I'm not the Billy Loomis. I'm I'm the Sydney of my own story, and that's uh that's a good place to be. So I like that, and I like that that it was a, eventually affirming of her character, and and a good way to again bring in a legacy character in a way that was respectful and um, added something to this. Um, yeah. That being said, like Sydney, like had no reaction to finding out that all those years ago Billy was cheating on her, and um, you know, well, no, no, uh, she knew fathered. that from the beginning. That's why yeah, they had broken up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought that I thought she she'd knew. fathered a child. I the father the child part was new, but I'm guessing that like. She went to high school with these people. She knew that the girl that he cheated with would have gone off and had a kid. She didn't leave town. She got back together with her boyfriend and had a baby. Yeah. Interesting. It's a bit of a stretch. It's one of those those holes where she's like, he's your dad. Yeah. Like this probably like the mom probably came to her at some point. Like it's a small town. They fucking talk. Right. Like, I don't think there's any way. Except the dad did. I don't know. There's there's a bunch of like intentional ignorance happening in this plot, and I think part of that is on the part of the viewers to just accept it. Yeah, there's a yeah. Again, the the by the premise, by the bit, and I'm not going to yeah. be like cinema sins. Twenty one things wrong with with Scream Five. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just let's just enjoy the movie. No, so like, that's, Brooke, that's Brooke's job. Yeah, don't take her. <laughs> just because it like. Anyways, it's only the amber thing. It's only the amber thing. That that I definitely agree with because she is so little. But I guess I'm primed to it because I'm like, oh, because the only other thing I know her from is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she's a member of the Manson family. So I'm already I like, haven't seen that. Oh, she's a yeah, she's a murderer, definitely. Like, I already know that. <laughs> I mean, she yeah. is the only character to like come back from a face fire of sand hand sanitizer and like zombie oh herself gosh. out into the fucking living room so she's apparently much more badass than we give her credit for but yeah 
She, well, she rolled high on her cook. How did she get over the oven? Because that oven had to be really small. That was like a Fisher Price oven. Because if normally <laughs> if you're short and you hit the oven, you're not going to fold over the top of the oven. I'm just going with you, Brooke. You're too short. Yeah. Like you're just going to run into the stove and fall backwards. You're just going to hit your head. Yeah, that's it. You're not going to fold over and then. Maybe the, the force of the bullets. <laughs> flung you over the oven. Okay. Studio note. Mockers have notably. Studio note. Foreman grill. That's what we needed. Stu <laughs> <laughs> Mocker's house, notably one of those Panini like press. super ADA, ADA compliant houses where all the counters are like lower for people. Is that a ladder? Somebody call. <laughs> I would have I'm loved that. Away. That would have been way better if she had come out with just like a, you know, a Cuban Sammy press right on the side of her head instead of <laughs> looking like the guy from RoboCop. Oh, so... oh. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of all time. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Okay. Um, Video, no, Panini Press. All right. I mean, I will say in this. More therapy and Panini Press. <laughs> they didn't have the gruesome kills in this one, right? Like the kills were, the kills were violent but it Man. wasn't like you're seeing all of their guts spill out like Drew Barrymore and like some of these like they I, I, I did like the I, knife through the face that was I felt like the gruesome wound the, gruesome, the gruesomeness was in order of importance of character right I feel but, like the important characters had more gruesome deaths right yeah like, but not all but, deaths were gross but the deaths were I think like you're saying they were appropriate they were good for each character. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there were a couple of them I couldn't even watch. So I don't know. <laughs> the face yeah. one was weird. Yeah. Face um, ones. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I got totally distracted from the point of what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Kit's point. That was a pretty lame knife to stab like four thousand times, and he's still like, "Hey, I told you." Like, no, dude, you just got stabbed a hundred and fourteen times. Yes. Right, she has more blood on her than you have in your body, and you're still giving me a monologue. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, any, any other? I've okay. we're we're coming. I was trying to talk until you had it, so I can yeah, do some more face noise. No, I don't. I don't know what it was. It's totally gone. By the way, you, there's no way you can do that correctly and not have it look also disturbing, right, Brooke? Because I'm like. <laughs> that, that's not a knife that, this is a knife <laughs> that face that you're making not normally associated with a knife through the mouth but something else sticking this in your cheek. the video goes on patreon it can't <laughs> anyway okay um any, anything else we want to talk about or shall we start talking about box office and studio notes Let's talk about the box office because then Brooke will probably yeah I'll, I'll remember we'll probably have some a, yeah we'll probably have a thematic piece that will bring her back to it. Hey hey, this movie came out on January fourteenth. What a great a winter movie. movie! Yeah, in in twenty twenty two, so not that long ago. Uh, still kind of COVIDy. Um, so this is one of the first one of the first movies we've had that's had a 
sort of COVID era box office. I think um, this was the first movie I saw after COVID in the theater. No way, really. COVID alert. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like because her. Melissa and Missy and Brooks were there, and we were all like, "This is our first time seeing people," but it was worth it for this movie. Yeah. Awesome. COVID. Uh, it made eighty one point six million, which not hey, that's not that that's not that bad at all. Um, uh, no inflation adjusted because, um, yeah, yeah, just. I mean, two you years could ago. probably still adjust for inflation given la- this year. You you probably could. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much 19%. theater theater prices are going up, but uh, uh, an additional fifty seven point two worldwide. So this hmm. movie did um pretty well. What was the budget? Uh, I mean, um, 20, 24. They oh, made this thing cheap, cheap, cheap. Wow. Very cheap. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was, uh, I, I think most of that was probably getting the legacy cast and uh, blood. Maybe that's the problem blood. with the knife. They got they yeah. got cheap knives. Yeah, you didn't have uh, much left. That's my, yeah. yeah. Not not much left. What a shame. I did. Do you guys remember? Do you all remember marketing for this? I remember a few commercials here and there, but I don't remember the, you know, the Scream Two Three where it was like stuff on the streets, you know, like you know, like stuff in supermarkets all the time. This one was pretty streamlined. I think a lot of the social media, if I remember, was how this movie yeah. was marketed. Well, and to be fair, I barely watch anything with commercials anymore. I have watched more commercials in the last month Go because I've been watching sports than I've probably watched in the previous three years. So it's kind of helpful, though, from a pop culture perspective, because I think you see like when I stopped watching TV with commercials, I went, I forgot how movies get promoted. And yeah. there's so many different levels of how movies get promoted. It makes me laugh, like how commercials come out for things anymore. Like the, like how many different ways you can sell the Meg too. Like it's uh, <laughs> really all you need is Jason Statham going after a shark with a katana. Like that's it. Why are you putting anything before that? Why is there a discussion of the plot? Just him coming over the top in slow-mo. That's it, right? Like, what are we doing here? Anyway, Scream 7, my, the man. My daughter and her friend were in the back seat the other night when we were driving, and she goes, do you like Gigi Hadid or what's the other Hadid? There's another one, her sister. Do you oh. like oh Bella Hadid? Do you like Gigi Hadid or Bella yeah. Hadid better? And they're having this conversation, and I stopped, and I was like, how do either of you know anything about them to even have an opinion on this? Like, you don't watch commercials. You don't listen to the radio. You're not going to movie theaters. Like, how do you know about people? How is this a thing? And it's the same for movies. I don't know how it gets done anymore. But I do yeah. remember seeing the posters for this and being really confused if that was a five in the M or if it was just called Scream again. Like, in my brain, it's like you did not put enough distinction there. Fucking failed. <laughs> or the neurodivergence that you like put in the movie, we can't tell what I you have titled yourself. I didn't even think about that, but you are so right. Like, what are what was that looking like? That's funny. I mean, but if if they have Instagram, um, they don't. That's probably oh, they don't. TikTok? They don't have TikTok. They're not uh, on social media. They get on kids' YouTube. I don't get it. 
Huh. Kids YouTube. The Meg 2 now being five year old. Yep. Five year <laughs> Definitely Every talking edition. about uh, the, the Hadid sisters and. Yeah. I love um, Melanie Martinez. I go listen to her music. How the fuck have you heard about Melanie Martinez? This shit is horrible. That's Jesus. Mark. Mark did that. <laughs> that's a Mark daily did... own issue. Yeah, Mark. Mark I have did. for the first time banned my child from listening to a music artist. I, I don't know. Oh, you I did? Oh, no. Yes. I don't know myself. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> is that the. Oh, if, I assume all of our. We all had parents who banned us from music, right? Yeah. I know two of you did, but I didn't know about the third. (laughs) I was there. I was there for two of you when you some of your music got banned, so I was aware. That's the dust. My dad broke a Red Hot Chili Peppers CD of mine, like broke it in half. Blood sugar, sex magic. (laughs) Like, oh, well, guess I'm signing back up for BMG without you knowing. (laughs) <laughs> I will just find another way to listen to Sir Psycho Sexy, which very appropriate for a twelve-year-old. No, no, these were so easy to break. I didn't know that's the cassette. He'd be like, just throw it away. But the CD man, you can just snap that thing. Was... The Chili Peppers made a fatal flaw in moving to CDs. Laser discs mm-hmm. sucked, though. You had to like, yeah. It's like, Very, it's like trying to be mad bad. with a really big pancake. Just put it in the sun. That's all you needed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, or I mean, the, the sad thing is you could just scratch it and it's worthless. Oh, so it's true. Like, oh, I can't ever play this again, but break it. No, yeah. you can't break those things. They're, they're, uh, yeah. I always, I always thought it was funny that people would try to break VHS tapes. I'm like, just open the thing and cut it. Like, what are you trying to break the humongous plastic death case for? Like, people would try to snap it over their head or, you know, pull. Like, just open it and go and cut it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, blood sugar sex magic. That was my, that was my first breaking. I've become a horrible parent and I have banned music for my child. But you didn't break her. You didn't break. Yeah, you didn't music. break anything. That's a to break. Okay, yeah, yeah, but one day she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna know. I did steal her phone and tell her she lost it so that she couldn't have access to shit anymore. Like, that's the parenting level no, that's I've fair. come to. That's fair. Sometimes <laughs> so you she gotta did do actually that. leave it somewhere and lose it, and I found it, and I just never gave it back. No, that's that's fair. And then you can it be like, "Oh, hey, look health. what I found." Yeah. Listen, here's the rule. Uh, do they pay rent? Nope. Then all okay, rights actively, and responsibilities. I actively <laughs> lied to her and was like, oh yeah, it's lost. It's sitting, I can see it from where. I can to be fair, it was lost. lost. Yeah, it was I lost know. until you found it. So to her, I've it was I've just become that parent. Like, get out the fuck. Yeah. The no, but I mean, there's a certain amount of of lying that you can do to children that is like, like the kind of lying that I do that is like, no, no, no. Everything's going to be fine with the 2024 presidential election. Don't worry about anything. Don't have anxiety about it. We're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about what's happening in Gaza. I'm sure it will be fine. Don't pay attention to the news. Those are the lies I tell my children. Well, you have to do it. I mean, considering some of the things you guys have gone through health wise, you have to do the same thing, right? You have to be like, Oh, 
This is something yeah. that happens all the time. People will be fine. They might not, but you don't, you don't want to come out right. of the gate and be like, Hey, guess what? You know, there was only so much more she could have handled at that moment and it was not helping the mental health piece. And so I made it. And that's totally, yeah. Yeah, You gotta, you gotta do stuff that. Yeah. I mean, as Andy will tell you, society will lie to us to keep us happy and, and safe too. So are we no different? Yeah. Well, hopefully. uh, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're trying, we're all trying. Um, oh, hey, you know, we never talked about this. The the theme from the first one of sort of absent adults, um, mm-hmm. it was interesting that, that the carpenter, the carpenter's mom was also Completely just gone. conveniently gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's at a conference in London. We never hear from her at all. Does she show up in the next one, Brooke? I don't think so. Or are they still orphans? Yeah, they're they're just orphans. Mm. It is interesting. Mm. Mm. Have you seen it? You've seen six, yeah? Oh no, you haven't. No, maybe. none of us no. have seen six. No, I don't. I don't remember. I only said it because I don't remember the. I really the shouldn't or... say. I I need you to go into it with with fresh opinions, so I'm not going to okay. say anything. Okay. Okay. Because I have is, very I just... very strong opinions about the next one. It is interesting, though, that the people who had absent parents become, I would consider, better parents. Like, there's a little Like, we're all trying to do? Yeah, like, Scream 5, at least everyone's a little more involved than, right? Like, everybody's getting lemon squares in some component. Lemon squares on the... We didn't talk about that scene. That scene was so goddamn brilliant. The way they keep waiting... For him to be scared, and so that by the time he closes the door, you're you're done waiting for it, and then he actually is getting still. Like that's really funny. Yeah. Well, they did the the lemon squares on the fridge thing. Well, they did him like not opening the door all the way, and he closes and unlocks it. And you're like, son of a bitch, and then he's dead. And you're like, fuck me. <laughs> Every like, time he closed one, and they made the like the sound, and no one was there, I laughed so hard. I'm like, so I love this. This is so good. That might have been the best like, part. That might have been. What do you he, think, Andy? Was that your favorite part? That might have was been my one favorite. of. Yeah, it was one of my one of my more favorite parts. But I was also very sad that um, Sheriff Hicks had just died. All right, it's so Judy heartbreaking. Hicks, love of my She's life. Running back to save her son, like, and and like I get so relatable. Like this absentee parent community, so protective of her son. And she leaves every bit of like what she knows of protection leaves her brain. And she just goes running full force in without a gun, without anything to just try to save her kid. And it kills her. Like it's so fucking smart. And see that she should have just called Uber Eats to get the sushi. I know sometimes they squish it a little bit, but sometimes that's what you got to do to protect the delivery fee. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. The, treat your get, treat get yourself sometimes. Get the subscription on Amazon now, which also available oh, yeah. for sponsorship. Um, that too. Yeah. <laughs> studio notes. Who's got, who's got studio notes for this movie? I yeah, I was gonna say I think Brooke and Kid had all the ones I was thinking of. So fire away, Brooke. Have some goddamn consistency, right? Like 
there there's so many times at which you can be like they they take doubt away from who the killers are by leaving holes in the plot i think mm. Amber is not that tall. She's not that big. If she's wearing platforms to kill someone, Dewey's going to knock her on her ass. Like, I don't... Like, you can't kill Dewey with Amber. Now, they did do some good things in that scene in that um, Richie was very concerned about Ghostface being shot and him going back to kill her. And the, so there were some things that were done well with, like, deflection and different things, but um, that, that it's just my biggest one like who's filming amber if she's live on the phone right he's calling uh-huh. from amber's phone so that that kind of works itself out in the end but um yeah i i can't get over the idea of amber killing dewey i get it yeah I totally get and it and lifting him up into There's the air and right. pulling the knives out like Fuck off with that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of weightlifting for a small person. I kind of wondered at times if there were three killers in this movie because like because yeah. of stuff like that. And and so it's like mm. Like when she it's gets to the hospital and Richie's there and she's calling him Netflix after leaving the bar and just killing that guy. It took them fucking two hours to drive from the sheriff's house to the hospital. How did she get there in five minutes? How did Gail get to fucking Woodsboro from New York in an hour? Like I told you, she took the Gail copter. Duh. <laughs> Ray Park Uber. <laughs> <laughs> now faster and more intense. If, if Amber killed Stumacher's son at the bar... While Richie's attacking girlfriend in the break room, like there's just there's, and then he gets back to the room while the sheriff is there. Like there's too many there's too many gaps here. They're just asking us to buy the bit a little more than what I think is fair. It's that horror film trope, right, where they spend so much time trying to keep you away from knowing who the killer is that they subvert logic to make it still work. Right. And that is problematic. The older films, I don't think did that as much. And if they're going to call us out on all the tropes and these different things, like let's make this, let's, let's tighten some of this shit up. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll find out in scream seven is actually, there was a third killer and that's, and, um, well, I don't know. You know, I'm nervous the, the, for seven, the, y'all. I'm nervous for seven. I'm nervous for seven too. Oh, they're making yeah. another one. And I haven't seen. And Nev yet, Campbell's so holding out. She's not More gonna be in it. Maybe. Yeah, she's like, I'm too. I'm. You're not paying me what I'm worth for holding this franchise together. This entire fucking franchise. I yeah. Um. Which we'll see what you have to yeah. say about six. Yeah. Well, and since, uh, I mean, the actors are still on strike, like they got plenty of time to figure it out, but, yeah. um, you know, good for Nev. Way to Let's stand up for Let's talk about yourself. six, baby. That's yeah. a good, uh, good Brooke sequel song for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for, I'm excited to talk about six. Uh, but not talk about four or three. <laughs> Let's, 
Um, uh, studio notes for for this one still. Yeah, Kit, did yeah. you have some more? I I I've already given mine. It was yeah. mostly just that ending and lots of therapy. Yeah, lots mine of therapy. is mine is. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm with I'm with Brooke. There's a couple parts of this movie that I was kind of like, let's speed this along let's a little. Speed bit. it up a little bit. Yep. I I I agree with with both that and Brooke. Your point about the I think there needs to be just an overall like sort of sanding pass for mm, nice um for the the internal consistency of travel and who is actually where the, i i think this film suffers from the fact that they intentionally wrote multiple different things and film different scenes so that no matter what got leaked, it wasn't necessarily that. And I think they forgot at some point that you still needed to have like the perfect internal logic and it didn't. Yeah. And I think they, they could have done another script pass to be like, okay, but really we know it's versions one, seven, eight, 12 and 15 like those are the scenes that are actually what go together and what are the other interstitial pieces we need to like make sure that that actually works well and i um, think you i think that would lead to like my internal feeling of you feel like you're at the beginning of this movie until you're suddenly in the last scene right like that's true it feels like you're just starting to get to know people and you leave the scene at randy's house like his his niece's house and then suddenly the sheriff's being killed and you're like whoa this is still like the first the second kill like this is just like intro part right and then suddenly you're in the hospital and you feel like you're at the end of the movie but then you still get another house party scene that is the end of the movie so it feels like the guts of it are missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, just like, <laughs> but like it is, you feel like you're like, Oh, we're in the beginning. We're in the beginning. We're in the beginning. And then we have a five hour drive to the hospital and suddenly we're at the end, but there's been no plot there. And then you're in the stew maker's house or Stumacher's house. And it's just like, it's just a little bit confusing. Like that part, there just isn't enough. And in the first watch of it, it didn't bother me as much rewatching it it bothers me more because it does it feels really slow and then really jarring and kind of jolty but still like such a good fucking movie and so that makes me feel confused inside so yeah that's the thing like overall i just enjoyed it so much that i i am willing to gloss over some of that because yeah like same saying and doing a lot but yeah but those are those are problems oh well Okay. Um, oh, well, it's still great. The, and not white. This, <laughs> it's fine. And not white. This is like the first time we don't have to say, come on with the racial diversity, people. Um, this was great. Best one-liners or quotes. I assume this is going to take a while. <laughs> There's a lot of good quotes in here. I kind of forget them all, but I said a bunch of mine as we went throughout it. I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Yes. 
What's the, um, yep. maybe you're the killer because that cut deep. That was a good one. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's that very was, good. Yes. <laughs> and his face, like, you, like, you feel it. Oh. Yeah. What's the, um, what, the, where, well, the Baba Duke line is still, yeah. I, I still prefer the Baba Duke. Mm. I mean, still that's gold. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, um, that cut deep is my favorite line, but it wasn't I like mean, it wasn't. It didn't have the crispy, you know, joke one liners kind of like other ones did. So it was a little harder for me to pick out funny lines, at least. Fuck you. No, now you're just quoting the original. I like the, you know, when they uh, you get more injured, they give you better drugs and then oh, yeah. and then she they're like they're talking and she's like you're so high right now i'm so high right now not even going to lie <laughs> it's just like yeah way to go that's fun you forgot the last rule never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer and she fucking loses it on him that was my favorite kill she stabs him with a butter knife because we couldn't afford a real knife 837 <laughs> times that's right. One of those little tiny target ones. Great job. A really bad thought. Yeah. Um. Oh, I like I, I like the fuck you, Amber. I'm not the fucking killer. I know. And then she shoots her, and it's like, welcome to Act Three. <laughs> so meta. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad no one else had this. Um. Okay. Where it is. Enjoy the torch. Oh, that was a good one. That's my yeah. favorite line. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was that's my actual actual favorite one. And right before that, torch. fucking hand sanitizer. Like I thought that was such a brilliant added yeah. because you wouldn't have known it was hand sanitizer and you wouldn't have known why she went up in flames like that. But like just like the audacity of throwing hand sanitizer on somebody in 2021 like that was great i know it's so good and it's just it's i think people uh like we can now look back on it and be like oh my gosh remember what a like big deal hand sanitizer was for like when people had glass gallon months? jars of hand sanitizer on their fucking kitchen counter mm -hmm. <laughs> hell yep. yeah yep that was, i thought it was like, I thought oh, Enjoys the Torch was the guy from Top Secret was going to come out. So I was super the disappointed. Torch. Enjoys the Torch. But he didn't. Too bad. That that guy had really, really the sweetest hair of any movie ever. <laughs> the Torch. The Torch with the chocolate mousse. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Top Secret. <laughs> Top Secret. Uh, any other favorite lines? Um. Yeah, there's this was a this was a really great script. So, very quotable, very memorable, very fun. Best side character. Ooh. Oh. Hmm. Dewey. Oh, I really liked Watch Your Tone, New Girl. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's a oh, good line too. Watch Your Tone, Miguel New Girl. Like, good. Fuck right off. I like that. <sighs> Is She's it the sheriff? Is it the sheriffs? Of the sheriffs? My those might be both Dewey and I mean those might be my favorites. Side character. I think mine was oh, okay. Mindy, which is the name of the girl who is uh, 
Jamie Kennedy's niece and talks about all the rules and she's pretty hilarious. good yeah the new oh. Randy mm-hmm. by the way you know her brother Chad do you know who that actor is uh, it's oh, Tom familiar. what's his name from Charlie's Angels well he's Mason Gooding who is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son? Oh, I was, I was, That's I was going after the wrong right. Chad. I had the wrong Chad. It was the Chad. Oh, I oh no, no, not, not the Chad. <laughs> the Chad. I okay. Chad. I finally got. The, I'm like, it was the I Chad. Chad. <laughs> okay, okay, that was good. That's um, interesting that it's Cuba's. So it's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Oh wow. Son. Yeah. And wow. so we've got oh, we. Geez. Uh, and Jack Quaid, this this made me reflect that this series is full of nepo babies. Man, starting starting from Drew Barrymore all the way down to, um, all the way down to Mason Gooding, uh, we got lots and lots and lots of uh, nepo Who babies. Who is Kyle Gallner, the bar the Hi. bar creep that gets killed? The 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 summer fling creep. That they kill at the bar. Vince Schreiber? Vince Schneider? Wait. No, no. His actual name is Kyle Gallner. He played... Yeah. Um, yeah. Who... He looks so familiar. He kind of looks like a knockoff Johnny Depp. And I was trying to figure out <laughs> who he is. Did you, did you ever watch Veronica Mars? No. He was in Veronica Mars. Um... Trying to think. Haunting in um, Connecticut. Oh, he's in the Haunting in Connecticut. Jennifer's Body, Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, Smile. No, no. Hmm. So, oh, so he's a he's a terrible horror film side character. Yeah, because you didn't list that makes him my, that I guess that makes him my favorite side character. Let's be I honest. Did, he could be say, in I kept, all these movies. <laughs> I kept waiting for you to say a movie that I was like, oh, that's a good, good movie. No, just Scream Scream 5 was the only one, really. Just a horror movie side character. He does have like a handsome horror dead guy face, though, right? Because seemed like a really likable killer. Yeah. Which, of course, meant he had to die. Yeah. <laughs> Kid. Goodbye. Goodbye, fake Depp. <laughs> um, I will give another little shout out to judy hicks to judy yeah um, because every since especially since everybody hated her so much in the last one when i brought her up you're like boo we hate her home wrecker and i'm like oh she's wonderful you're not cheating I'm like, on your wife if you eat the lemon squares he's not a home wrecker we've established I, this i did it like when i first saw her and she's getting all mad and like get out of my town i was like Man, I just want her to die, and then she dies, and I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> "Don't touch Wendy Peppercorn." Love it. Anyway, she has to. She yeah. kills fucking anyone, though. Like this they did not cool. have any respect. Mm-mm. Pretty great. Nope. I mean, when you when you kill Dewey, I mean, R.I.P. Um, yeah. Jeez, that's uh. That's huge, especially since he is the most survivor of the survivors. I mm, just realized just... that Judy's death is like Drew Barrymore's death, only in reverse. 
Where the mom where is she... listening to her daughter die, only this time it's the mom running in and she's being killed. Oh, that was a nice tribute that I didn't yeah. even catch. It's pretty, uh, pretty bonkers. Sorry. Best song. Hey, the return of Right Red Hand. We got it and for it was just good. a moment. It was a it was good, good moment. It was a very good moment. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's going to die. Woo. Love it. I mean, yeah. the Orville Peck song's good in the bar. That's pretty good. The Red Right Hand is always good. Um, yeah, that was mine. And I thought of I thought of Andy. Yeah. No. You got the DJ Khaled table. song. In the bowling alley, I I did not remember. That. I know I I'm just yeah. for for the hipper listeners. Yeah, throwing out there was a DJ Khaled. Oh, not me with SZA. Not me. Oh well. Okay, best kill or death. Mm, I'm gonna go with knife knife face. Yeah, knife face. Yep. Knife face, 4,000 stabs, yeah. bullet to the heart twice, and then the top of the dome. And but I think we head. have to give an honorable mention to Dewey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, best. That's sad. Yeah, maybe, for, Kit? I don't yeah, know. I don't know if it's best. Yeah. yeah. Unexpected shock value, all of that. I don't know. It's kind of like Dewey going back from the elevator also felt a lot like Harrison Ford going out on that gangplank in uh in Star Wars 7. I'm just like, "Oh, oh no. Oh no." Yeah. Like this is this is not this is not going to go well. Like you so. know it's the right move, but it's either him or the killer, right? Yeah. And it's not the end of the movie yet, so. Yeah. It's like, "Oh no." Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think that's it. Shout out to um, to David Arquette and Dewey's death, but but yeah, my favorite is uh, final death of of Jack Quaid, knife to the face, and and then and then the the final the final shot to the head. That's good. The but the death of uh, of son what's what's his name he's in the, like west so yeah, yeah west west um blonde tips i couldn't watch that one yeah it's so fucking gruesome to me like i had to like put it my was... screen and i couldn't watch me, it yep yep me too that was uh that, that was one was hard very tough okay is this a good movie yeah. I really, really like this. Okay, here we go. Is the main character a good person? Yes. I think it's arguable it's no longer Sidney Prescott now. Nope. But yeah, Sam Carpenter. Sam. Good per- yes, good person. Yes. I'm interested in to see who movie. y'all think is the main person in the next movie. Not Dewey. It's not. Zombie Dewey. Too soon. Zombie Dewey. He's back. Rule number one of Zombie Dewey is cardio. Rule number two of Zombie Dewey and scream. double tap. Double tap. Always cardio. double tap. Yep. I would do a Zombie Dewey and Zombie Skeet Ulrich for Scream Seven. <laughs> I'm all for this. Yeah. Scream of the Dead. You would do them. 
Yes. Hey, that brings up that brings up a good question, uh, which we'll do right <laughs> after. Should we show this the question, which is smash or pass on all of the scream killers? Um, so should we show this to children? No. no. Oh no. well. All right. Hold up. Wait. No. I sure. would show my child this before okay. I would show them the original. Really? Okay. Really. Ballsy. I think I think the I like kills it. in this one are more like what they're going to see on TV nowadays and what they're already used to than what they would see in the first one. Even though what was in the first one is not as like outrageous now as it was back then, like being in C-17, <laughs> I would still, if I had to choose between them, I would choose this over that. I think they will but be no, more But no, you shouldn't show them to either. I think they'd get bored by Scream 1. Oh, my kid. daughter loved it. She carved yeah, my, a ghost face pumpkin this year. Like, she's fucking obsessed with it. Yeah, the kids here like it, too. I I think yeah. Scream 5 is, like, the pace is a little more today's society, if you know what I mean. Cause no, yeah, Scream, it feels more like t- today. Yeah, Scream, Scream 1 has a lot of, like, build, which I didn't get as much in this one. But I, I totally get where you're going. Yeah. And, and yeah. the answer is, is no. The answer is um, no. To a certain yeah. age. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Um, because it is, well, we could open this up to our entire catalog of spooky season movies we've done on the podcast, but a quick smash or pass of everyone who. I mean, should we just start just with Candyman? Killers. Yeah. Well, uh, we got well, to do some research. Match. I got to go back to these smash. people, though. Yeah. How far back Obvious are we Smash going Tony Todd. Yeah. Smash. Yeah. Smash Let's Tony smash. Todd. Hell yes. I would smash yeah. Helen Obama. Oh Carter. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Because she's really the bad guy uh, in that movie. Um. We'll skip the the other Candyman okay. movies. We'll just say yeah. Tony Todd. Um. The various incarnations of Hannibal Lecter. Smash yeah. or pass. 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 Pass on all of them, even Mads. Pass until you get to until Mads Mikkelsen, and then Is it's Mads Smash Hard. Is Mads the TV show? Yeah. 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 Pass. Yeah. Still pass on Mads. Yeah, I pass. I still can't get that goddamn show out of my fucking playlist on Hulu. No matter what I do, it won't remove it. So every time I log into Hulu, I see his creepy ass face, and it gives me trauma. Pass. Sorry. There's only one answer. You have to blow up your Hulu account and sign up with a new account. I'm about to. Yeah, I think nuke it from or take off and nuke it from orbit. It's yeah. the only way to be sure. Go Sigourney on it. <laughs> yeah, go Sigourney on it. A Sigourney smash. No, but Sigourney smash, uh, yes. she wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, she Cabin wasn't in the woods. Halloween. Sigourney smash. Oh yeah, Cabin in the woods. Smash. Sigourney smash. smash. Yes. Smash. Hell yes. Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale. Pass. Um. Uh, who was the bad guy in that? Evil. Evil is the bad guy. <laughs> I evil. feel like I've yeah. smashed a lot of evil in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna say pass because it wasn't was, it. It was like... one of the college kids. <laughs> just dumb. One of the college people. kids who owns yeah. the lumber mill, or what did the plot of that movie end up being? I can't remember. Yeah, it was something the lum- about the lumber, the lumber mill. mill move. But that was a yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no to whoever that guy was. Yeah, pass. Terrible. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. the Scream movies, Billy and Stu, pass. Skeet Ulrich and and Matthew Lillard, pass. pass. I would one hundred percent 
have fucked Billy. They're okay, super, so, super hot. So you're smashing Billy, but not you're going fifty percent. Yeah, I I wouldn't have with Stumacher. He I don't know, Matt Lillard. The arrogance Matt Lillard there. is shaggy. And yeah, I was gonna say I was waiting for you to say if you put a wig on him. <laughs> no, I still wouldn't. Have. All right, no, Matt Lillard is shaggy. Still no. Okay. Um, Scream Two. Uh, Timothy Oliphant and Roseanne's sister. I would smash Timothy. He's Oliphant. so he's so entertaining. Although not that character. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. that's a hard question. As Roseanne's sister, yes. As as Billy's mom. Billy's mom, no. Yes. Yeah. In in both in of her Roseanne. personas, she was, but she was funny. Um, yeah, I think she's like super high maintenance in her like incognito. I'm trying to be a reporter mode. And like yeah. psycho as Billy's mom. So yeah, yeah. still yes. pass. But Roseanne's sister, definitely interested. Um, Scott Foley in Scream 3. Uh, yeah. This is a definite no for me. Pass. It yeah. just seems like pass. a total douche. Yeah, total pass. I, yeah, it's like I would smash Scott Foley, but not the douche. Was, yeah. There was only one in that one, yeah? Yep. Yeah. I kept thinking okay. that the girl was one of the killers. Yeah. The coat, the 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 girl. Yeah. I would have smashed her. <laughs> I mean, we'll. Uh, smash, I'll smash Jill Roberts. That's is my Parker Posey on the table? Yeah. Jill Roberts is my first smash in the whole Scream series. Okay. Yeah. Jill Roberts and uh, and Roman Roy. Um. That's not his name in the series or his actual name. I mean, Kit's got a good uh, choice. Rory Culkin. Oliphant's probably your hottest villain, though. But Jill Roberts smash. Mm-hmm. Jill Roberts smash. Because she seems like she's not the villain until she is. And she wears a lot of flannel, so plus one. Yeah. yeah. Wintertime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amber, <laughs> Am- Amber, and, Amber and Richie. Oh, wait, I think sorry. I would have... The sad thing is, I would have probably pity smashed um, the boy in Culkin, college. Rory Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, get I that. mean, yeah. I, I probably, I probably would have been friends with him, which is scary. <laughs> I don't know if we just smashed, but. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, Richie and Amber from this movie. Um. Oh, definitely smash Jack. Amber needs yeah, but to be was about such him. a bro in this movie. Yeah, and that would have been yeah. such a turnoff. But and Amber would like. She's too she short for bro. Seems so it's damaged just... that I just would have like tried to like hold her and fix her. Yeah, that's still too tall, Brooke. You, that's like that she... was like five one. You got to go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a squishmallow. That looks, that looks and, and she had it hard for uh, yeah. Jenna Ortega. So. Yeah, I'm gonna and, pass. I think we passed. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. Gonna yeah, pass. and oh no, and you, who's, that? who's got Jack Quaid though? Who's on the Smash? Well, Jack Quaid? Yeah, okay, it, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm Jack Wade, even as okay, even I as got a it. bro, a little bit. Yeah, and I'm 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 closer on Jack Quaid. I'm more more Jack Quaid than I am Amber. So, the the one of that friend group who is definite Smash though is Liv. For me, definitely. I like yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. The hard thing is like Oliphant. The, the Oliphant like Liv ruined. Or- the twins. Or wait. Um we're talking with Mindy. Mindy. Or wait, yeah, or is it Mindy? Smash. Yeah. No. Wait. Yeah, because I think Liv is the girl with the pink hair and I would do a hardcore pass. I thought it was Liv Tyler and I had Smash. <laughs> <laughs> but Kit knows. <laughs> How many times are we watching Lord of the Rings this weekend? All of them? All weekend. <laughs> I have no problem yeah, with all this. Smash. Bring it on. But I mean, uh, uh, I, I think, think it's it goes Mindy too. Judy about. Hicks. Yeah, Judy Hicks is definitely my number one. See, I'm with Kit though. Like Oliphant just set Skeet Ulrich was great, but Oliphant was like, like Shakespearean scream two villain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he brought a whole different je ne sais quoi. Well, and. And the the simple fact that he's like, hey, you know what? We could do another one of these. Like, yeah. it doesn't just have to be Billy and Stu. It doesn't have to end with them. I can do it better. Yeah. Like, th- there's a certain amount of bravado. And I know this gets this term gets tossed around a lot recently, but big dick energy out of that. And you're just like, man. Yeah, he's Tom uh, Cruise in Tropic Thunder for the Scream franchise. I just... I would like to make a retraction. Uh-oh, who you're not smashing? Well, who am I not passing? Oh. Let's be honest. If you've met me and you hear me say, I wouldn't smash Jack Quaid, fucking call bullshit on that bullshit meter. Because, like... I mean, I mean, I would regret it later. <laughs> but... he's, he's too broy for me, as though I have that much desertion. Come on, you ever yeah. got on this fucking <laughs> Should have said you lying. That's idiot. fair. You would fuck the shit out of him. He just and, fucking turned and looked at you. And Every let's be honest. You should have said bullshit to that. And let's be honest. If Mads Mickelson walked in, you'd be like, "Listen, I forgive your goddamn Hulu crap. You're hot as shit." Yeah, like let's let's be honest. Which one of you no. is letting me say pass to anyone? No, I have exactly, got a no. broken meter on me that'd be like. No. Yeah. Just do it, okay. I think I think we'd all be in. We'd all support the Mads too. We'd be like, "Listen, she hates your show. You wrecked her Hulu, but come on, <laughs> you gotta." Maybe if we fuck, it'll go away. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I think it'll clear a lot of things to get them out of my I, life. And I, I would think do it for that too. I think I think Mads will clear your search history in more ways than one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, 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 we've got to try this. That it's we we have. Uh, this is worth uh, you, you know. Trial Mickelson, what does your Hulu do the next day? This is this is a definite. I'm just gonna take it a tattoo on my arm that says Smash. Smash. No pass. It'll just say Smash, and it'll be like, yep. Come on. Stop asking questions. You're ruining the mood. Okay. Jack, Jack Quaid did life again. He's back. He's back in the mix. All right. Um, 
with that that seems like a as good a place as any to leave it. Yeah, that uh, turned out better than I think you expected, Andy. That was awesome. Yeah, that was exactly what I, I expected. I feel like you went into it with less than stellar hopes and No, no, no. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. This is, this is I can't wait for Brooks <laughs> Brooks Mulu to be like fifty more Mads Mickelson movies tomorrow. Like, I'm gonna turn it on and it's gonna Green be Brochures is Jack showing Wade up. and Mads and I'm gonna be like, What have I done? Why? I I already saw this Indiana Jones movie. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week we finish the released versions of Scream with Scream Six, but knowing that we we'll, we will have to come back to it when Scream Seven comes out. But for now, we'll leave it at Scream Six, uh, and then get ready for Melissa's birthday movie. After that, uh, Bull Durham. Uh, JB wasn't here for that announcement. One of my favorite all time movies. One of my Bull favorite. Durham. Oh yeah, best best. They're, one of my favorites. Love it. Very exciting for that. And then what happens after that? Smash. We don't know. Oh, we'll we, 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 smash. Smash. Uh, we've got we've got the list of the franchises <laughs> that we nominated before. We've yet to decide which one is next. We'll figure out which one we're going to do. I hear, Stay I hear tuned for that. A nice place setting. Maybe a. <laughs> can't can't candlestick make a nice gift. Yeah, or a good smash. good blunt force uh, trauma object. <laughs> blunt object for the, this wow. movie. Good self defense weapon. Yeah, the people like who took pants. candlesticks huh? fought off. Shut up! Space and Shut survived. up! Your one imports the yeah. heaviest candlesticks we've ever. Why did they have two of those giant ass fucking candlesticks right next to each other though? Shouldn't they have been spread out? Come on! Why would you only have one? You well, gotta have be two right next to each other on the same pillar. There's not mm. even room for two of those. She picked those that second perfect. one up from the same goddamn spot. Yeah. Okay. So I yes. Think that, I think that was a mistake. Studio note. Studio note, candlesticks yeah. at least 18 inches apart. Yeah. Oh, what? Were you raised in a barn? Duh. Don't no. touch the streams. I mean, candlesticks. <laughs> don't cross the candlestick streams. Uh, <laughs> bye, y'all. Don't cross your candlestick streams. We all know I'm a smash. Well, let's sleep. There's the torch. Throw back your head and kiss it all. Thank you, that will be all. God damn it, that's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Yeah. Lots of product placement for Andy this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Mucinex, I'm still stuffy. Yeah. What are we doing here, Mucinex? Are you covid or not? Yeah. I just... I just bought another two bottles of of Mucinex because we're in round two of the cold going around. Uh, well, house. because they didn't sponsor us. Ooh, Theraflu is delicious. Ooh, Theraflu. Theraflu, are you on board? I love some Theraflu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's funny right. Theraflu okay. story. Uh, before we move on, I was at yeah. I was at a large box store, which I will call Costco, but I will not say that until they sponsor us. And I had, because the kids were sick with the same thing, probably Andy, your kids were sick with. So I come up with the NyQuil, DayQuil mix. I come up with the emergency. I come up with the Theraflu. I come up with some ibuprofen, right? They're running it all through. She stops and she says, what year were you born? I was like, lady, look at me. Are you worried? Like I've 
I'm 59 <laughs> years old. Like, look at my face. Are you worried about me being under? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, but what year? I was like, 1978. She goes, um, what? I'm like, what are you asking me for? And she holds up the Theraflu. Like, you have to be old enough to buy a Theraflu. I'm like, the NyQuil has way worse stuff in it than the Theraflu. How come you didn't age? She's like, I don't know. It's just the Theraflu rang up. So Theraflu, we want your sponsorship because we are an adult-oriented podcast. We are all well above the age where we can have your delicious, delicious sustenance. What, anyway, does that have know. alcohol in it? Like. I don't think it does. Brooke, do you still have the bottle next to you? Will you check? NyQuil does. NyQuil's like 21%, I thought, or 10%. Ugh. But they didn't they didn't bat an Hold eye. Hold on, I have to I have to get my my readers and my flashlight out. Hold on. Kit, we were talking about I got um ID'd at Costco for Theraflu, but not NyQuil. Oh, oh good. I can okay. Hear everything that we're talking about. Yeah. Phenylphrene. Acetaminophen and dextromorphine. So, costopressin, antihistamine, dextromethorphan, dextromethorphan, right. not morphine. Yeah, dextromethorphan. So that's your cough yeah. suppressant. Phenylephrine is uh, antihistamine, but it's not pseudoephedrine. I I clearly can't uh, speak. Well, I didn't. The, you know what though? I didn't get. I didn't get. Uh, which which make is that? Theraflu what? Express Max Severe Cold and Cough Daytime. I didn't get ID'd for this, though. Yo, that's because it's the daytime. They can't put the alcohol in that one, can they? I don't know where my night... It was, so a, maybe... it was a bundled set, though. I got the nighttime one somewhere. Yeah. Maybe there's maybe different they formulas. Just were less less vigilant than the... Uh, <laughs> Where did the I buy this? Box, <laughs> Good one, kid. I like that one. Stupid nameless bots. <laughs> My box has a name. We shall remain nameless because um, it is there Costco. is no alcohol in your night version, but there is purified water. Maybe that's what they carded me for. Yeah, that's just yeah. expensive now. Yep. Are yeah. you sure you can afford your water and propylene oh glycol? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, Studio notes. Put all that out. <laughs> that was just an anecdote. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. <laughs> 